Let us pray. Jesus, give us faith to hear your call, to put aside our distractions, and to follow you into this new year. Amen. So today's gospel is the type of gospel that most preachers love to preach on to their congregation. And not because it is about following Jesus, although that should probably be enough, but we love this type of gospel story because it is so short. It gives the preacher plenty of room to fill in the blank spaces. In just six short verses, Mark tells us the story of Jesus calling Andrew, Peter, James, and John. And there is virtually no detail in this gospel, no dramatic coloring, no narrative at all. You know there's got to be more to the story than simply Jesus walking up to a couple of fishermen and saying, follow me, and off they go. Did they know him before this meeting? Did they ask him any questions? Did they pack a bag? Where were they going? Where were they to follow him? There's so much detail that is left out of Mark's account of this, of Jesus' calling of his disciples. Now, biblical scholars call this telescoping. The commentaries say that Mark has telescoped events that probably occurred over several days or more and put them into just one moment. The scholars suggest that maybe Jesus spent hours or days arguing his point with these fishermen. And they probably debated among themselves as who he really was. They spent time with their families talking about following Jesus until Jesus finally comes back around to where they are now working they decide that they would sign up and they would become a part of this Jesus movement. All of this, Mark has telescoped into just a few verses. He gives us an outline of what really happened, or at least that's what the scholars say. And you know how telescoping happens in your own home. The kids come home from school and you ask them how their day was, and they say, fine. You ask for a little more detail here, you only get the highlights from them, so you say, well, what really happened? How did the day go? And they say, well, the bell rang, I went to class, old Johnny was sick today, we went to recess, the bell rang again, we went back to class. You see, I guess the reason preachers like this kind of short snippet in our gospel is that it will allow us to fill in the blank spaces. We get to color between the lines. We use our imagination to fill in the blanks. We don't like to have a story as important as the calling of the first disciples, as blank as Mark tells it. I like to fill in the blanks, to speculate on the motives of the disciples. The disciples who left everything behind and followed this man who simply says, follow me. And I guess the reason I have this need to fill in the blanks is not because I'm such a creative person, but really because I cannot imagine, not even in my wildest dreams, anybody leaving their work, leaving their family, leaving their security, and following somebody on the basis of a simple invitation. You know, life just isn't like that. Life is not that simple. Not even for these simple fisher folk like Simon and Andrew, James and John. 
Life is complex. We are educated people with responsibilities and complications. We cannot drop everything and run off after some itinerant preacher who announces that the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God has come. For over 12 years, I served on the Commission on Ministry in the Diocese of Alabama. We were the ones who interviewed candidates who thought that they were being called to the ordained ministry. We were always very suspicious of anyone who came to us and simply said, well, Jesus called me. You see, it's not that simple. To enter the ministry of the Episcopal Church, you have to take psychiatric exams and psychological and vocational testing and medical tests and police checks, credit checks, much, much more. And that's all before you even get to come to the Commission on Ministry. We then spend time with you to discern if you are called to ministry within our diocese. And we spent years developing this system of discernment, which then takes years of discernment to help us make that decision about who should be called. Nobody is asked to change the entire direction of their lives on a mere impulse, are they? Let me tell you an imaginary story this morning, a story that could have happened in one of my old churches. She was a very well-to-do Southern lady of charm and influence. She was regular in worship, but not really that active in much of anything else. One day she called me and asked me to come over to her house. And when I arrived, she told me that Jesus had visited her during the night. Well, that got my attention. Standing there at the foot of my bed, she said, he called me by name. Yes, he called me by name. He said, Gladys, I want you to do my work. I have work for you to do. And then he was gone just like that. Well, that's wonderful, I said. Very few people receive such a vision of Jesus. And then I asked her what she was going to do about this. Well, that's why I asked you over here, she said. I want to help at the church. Well, that pleased me even more because it's not every day that people call and say they want to help at the church. I immediately told her that we had an opening for a teacher in one of our adult Sunday school classes. I thought that'd be a good place to start. Now, Bob, she interrupted, that's the very class that hurt my feelings at the bazaar last fall. There's no way I'm going to help in that class. Well, I acted like I understood, and then I suggested that we always need help in the nursery, maybe volunteering once a month. Have you lost your mind, she said? Don't you remember I had back surgery last year? There's no way I could pick up those babies. Well, I was beginning to run out of ideas until I remembered that we could use some help in the office folding bulletins. Oh, no, you don't, she said. Ever since the church spent all that money on that new copier, we've had nothing but trouble. That's going to be your problem, not mine. Well, I finally suggested that she should let me know if she comes up with an idea on how she could help. What I wanted to say was that the next time Jesus comes to you at the night, don't let him out of the room until he tells you exactly how you're supposed to help. Does any of that sound familiar to you? How many times have you made excuses or you found good reasons for not doing 
something that you might have been called to do. Let's go back and rethink Mark's gospel today. Maybe Mark is telling us in his short, succinct way that this is the way to follow Jesus. This is a way that Jesus gets followed as an act of impulse, without all the facts, without all the discussion, without thinking about the details. The only way to follow is to simply answer his call. What if the Bible commentators are wrong? What if the church's commission on ministry has it too complicated? What if Mark was not telescoping, but it really happened just the way Mark tells it? What if Andrew and Peter, James and John, actually dropped what they were doing, left their boats, left their father, and followed Jesus? Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Immediately, he called them, and they left their father and followed him. In the New Testament, there are two kinds of time that is mentioned. There is the Greek word for chronos, from which we get our word chronology, having to do with years and months and days, calendars and clocks, the steady ticking of time, chronos. This is the kind of time which most of us live most of the time in chronological time, being wounded by the past or worried about the future. But there's another word for time found in the New Testament, which is kairos. It means a special time or the right time, when everything comes together into God's time. It is this word for time which Jesus uses at the beginning of today's gospel when he says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. When you hear Jesus calling your name, don't stop to think. Don't get stuck in the chronology of life, stuck in the past or worried about the future, being distracted by all the things that have happened or need to happen. When you hear Jesus calling, Follow him, and you will find yourself in God's time. Follow him, and you will find yourself in the kingdom of God.